So the latest announcement from the government is yeah. everyone's going to have to study maths until they're 18. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. I mean, why maths? I mean, surely there's so many important things to do, like, I don't know, being good citizens, learning how to argue without calling someone an idiot. You know, there's there's so many valuable life lessons, how to manage a bank account, how to save. Mm. I mean, there's so many life things you could give kids between 16 and 18 that would be great. Why would you study more maths? Yeah, well, I would say exactly the same. I'd say three things about it. One... I'm not convinced that this government understands numeracy anyway, given recent <laughs> That's history. A very good point. <laughs> Two, most of the things I got taught in maths I've never needed. I've never literally in my life needed to look up the area under a curve. And I spent, <laughs> it seemed like years learning how to work that out. And and three, surely, actually, if we've learned anything for the last uh, few years, what the government really should be suggesting is people learn ethics. Yes. For two extra years. That would be really useful. <laughs> that would be very good. We're but pa- no. We'll pass this all on to Rishi. Yeah, I think so. If only we were in charge, Joe. Exactly. Welcome, everyone, to episode 226 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page, there is Joe Davis, and we're beginning the new year with a perfect intro. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, everyone. And well done, Nick. That was that was quite something for someone who's just rushed in from work. Very impressive. You know what? I, I've turned over a new leaf. I've decided to go in and be, be professional. <laughs> well, I look forward to seeing how that'll go. Well, I, I'm already drinking quite a strong drink, so I don't think it's going to go tremendously <laughs> That's well. That's brilliant. Um, so dry January is going fantastically well. Well, I, I th- my view of dry January is you should drink a nice dry Sauvignon Blanc. <laughs> you and many others, I believe. A dry martini would be good. I think my January is going to be a bit like last year. It's more sort of moist January. <laughs> dryish. Kind dry, of, dryish on occasions. Yeah. It's damp. More damp dry than January. December anyway. <laughs> yes. Well, that wouldn't be hard because I don't know about you, but <laughs> yeah. eating and drinking happened quite a lot. It did. I am currently trying to lose some, undo much of the damage that was done over four days. <laughs> OK, oh, well, we'll find out about that. Um, church notices, I don't believe there are any. I don't think we've got any notices. That's a bit sad. Should we not have some notices? I mean, shouldn't we be talking about all the fabulous weekends away we're doing and conferences and talk? Yeah. But, but no, nothing. We could talk about the repairs of the church roof or, <laughs> I don't know, the latest rumours surrounding the vicar. I don't know, it seems, to, you know, there must be something we can invent. But no, we haven't really got any announcements because we've had a nice relaxing time, haven't we? We have, yeah, it's been wonderful. So talking of which, how are you? Oh, well, thank you. I believe it was Christmas, wasn't it? That came and went rather quickly, if you don't mind me saying so. Um, yeah, so lovely to spend time with family and friends. Oh, so you'd have been proud of me. Um before Christmas. This is a classic Joe story which no one in my family is ever going to allow me to forget. <laughs> so so many years ago I booked to go and see Aladdin mm. um, at the Brighton Arena 
And I believed it was the Disney Aladdin that was touring. And it had, you know, the sort of Disney typeface, like oh, the, right. the yellow A and the purple background. And I was very excited, but it got cancelled due to COVID. And then last year it got cancelled again due to COVID. So we got it this year. And I was quite excited because we had, you know, row A in the stalls, which called right. me old fashioned, I thought meant the front row. Which of course it doesn't, but that's another story. I'm not even going to talk about that. Really? Particular. No, 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 no. I do Mas- want no, to hear about that. No, there's, there's, there's so much more to say about this. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, we'll come so back. So I'm to very that. excited because Aladdin is probably my favourite Disney film. I don't know whether that's okay. controversial or not. I even like the live action one with Will Smith. So I was excited to be reacquainted with the music again. Mm. And, you know all the songs and the, and the colour and the spectacle. Mm. So. We walked round the back of the arena because we thought it might be an, an entrance there, but there isn't. There was nobody there except for Brian May. And I thought, well, that's a good sign. There's Brian May. He literally oh, wow. got out of a car. Sir Brian May. Sir Brian May. Sir Brian May yeah. got out of the car. And I'm thinking, this is good. Sir Brian May's going to be there tonight. Mm. Got in. The first massive disappointment was that the front row A of mm. the stalls turned out to be not the front row at all. It was the front row of the balcony that was on the floor, but not the front. In fact, it was really halfway back in many respects. That's not all. It was on the left-hand side, but you think if you're in the front row, it wouldn't matter. Except that they had divided the theatre into two and put the stage on the right-hand side. Right. And we were in the left-hand side. So what was in front of us was not chairs was just about a hundred foot of empty space. I'll show oh, you a no. picture. You will not believe. So, okay, that was disappointing enough. But yeah. we're thinking it's okay. It's Disney. We're going to have a lovely time. Yeah. Wasn't Disney. No. It was probably. <laughs> well, I've never been to Panto before this moment. Actually, this is my really? first Panto. Yeah, it was my first Panto. And if this is what pantomime is like, then. You know, let's just call it all off now. (laughs) It was one of the worst experiences of my life. It it was beyond excruciatingly bad. I mean, this was the biggest pile of poo I've ever seen in my life. I mean, there was some redeeming facts. There was, was, you know, a good singer. Mm. And Anita Dobson, which explains the Brian May, was in the lead role. And she was actually very good, I thought. Nothing else was very good. It was just a point. I mean, from the mics not working, it was like I was on sound. I mean, it was, <laughs> I mean, I'm not joking. It it was a shocker. It was like something you'd see in a village hall. Even there, you'd expect it to have more gags and be funnier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least you know the people. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was a shocker. And we spent the whole night laughing and Rachel particularly laughing at me. I think you're fine. This is a classic. Well, that's value for money then. (laughs) People got their got their pleasure somewhere, so that was good. So that was that was an absolute fail. uh, An epic fail. Sorry to hear that. (laughs) But Christmas was great. Hey, we watched Spirited, which is the musical with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds, and it's very that was quite funny. It's like a nod to a modern version of Christmas Carol, but but good. And quite funny. And, uh, yeah, that was good. And then, yeah, okay. just a normal thing. Just just settling in. Um, the Ukrainian refugees and, yeah, 
watching TV and eating. Anyway, I've talked way too much. Sorry. But there you go. That was my big news. How are you? Well, yeah, all right. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we are still in the sort of black hole of moving. Yes. Uh, sort of nothing's happening, really. Um, I think I think the person who wrote The Cloud of Unknowing, you know that mystical work? Oh, yes, that, indeed. You know, I do know it. They were probably moving house, I think, in the medieval <laughs> times. Yes, that would, have, that would be it. <laughs> it's sort of similar to that. Uh, yeah, watched a few things. Um, talking of Christmas Carol adaptations, there was one called Christmas Carol, as in the name. Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. I did. I quite I liked that. it. I liked it. Yeah. So that was uh, on Sky with uh, Sue Ann Jones. And uh, what I loved was the ghosts of Christmas past are played by uh, Morecambe and Wise. That was so, wonderful. Yeah. Which I will like mean that. nothing to our, um, our overseas listeners, but they were, they were a true British institution. So yeah. that was great. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, what else did I watch? Glass Onion? Who's yes. Yes, we watched that as well. OK. Well, I loved that. I enjoyed that as well. That was fun. <laughs> We've been together too long. Do you know we that? Ha- yeah. We Do you know what? This isn't we working. We are truly Reverend and Mrs. Davis. Um, and then um, I've just finished reading um, Stanley Tucci's oh, book, Taste. Oh, have you? Oh, have you? What was that like? Tell me it was good. It's really good, yeah. Oh. Because, I mean, who doesn't love Stanley Tucci for a start? No, nobody. Uh, you look... You have a touch of the Stanley Tucci's yeah. about you because you have the same kind of Italian uh, The Italian heritage, I believe so, yes. And exactly the same hairstyle. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's nice and, uh, you know, made me start watching his um, his programme on BBC, The Italian. Oh, that's lovely. It's just great. And now all I want to do, frankly, is go to Italy and eat. Yes, me too. I don't have any <laughs> other ambition in life. That was exactly my response to that programme. <laughs> so... You know, so that's it. So you know, I've had a nice time. I've I've been doing some work, but you know, um, that always goes mm. on. But yeah, yeah, good, good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, wonderful. So we'll put links to all that stuff up in the Will show we? notes. And oh, good. People, yeah, why not? Don't put links to the Aladdin pantomime. Whatever. No, maybe do. not. No, no. 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 Maybe Avoid just it. to Brian May. Maybe <laughs> yeah. Brian May in his heyday. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> okay, I'll try and remember to do that. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, what, today we thought what we'll do is uh, we'll sort of look back at last year. Um, it'll be sort of maybe the first kind of our theme yeah. shows, as it were. We won't talk about the new themes this year. We'll look back at last year, see how that went, uh, and, and review that year, just talk about that. Mm. And um, But first, I think we've got some feedback from uh, the Christmas episode. Yes, well, here we go. It's from Peter, and he says, Christmas greetings still, uh, Joe and Nick. <laughs> I'm not sure we can really still do that, but we could when he wrote it. He said, what an excellent bonus edition last week for which many thanks. Some meaty stuff around purpose. And that was without getting on to meaning. Though I hope you'll pursue that one at some point too. Well, I think we are going to, aren't we? In the sort of themes, inevitably, I think. Well, yes, and and certainly your your, Hmm. um, stuff that you did about purpose and finding meaning, I think that really hit a chord with people. So we'll come back to that, I think. Yeah. Anyway, he says... But the main item, appropriate for the time of year, was around incarnation. And I use that term rather than the incarnation, because is it not the case that God has been with us from the time of creation, not just since the birth of Jesus? In the beginning was the word. So isn't God in the whole of creation in all places at all times? Yes. And as Nick passionately put it, this creation is good, also from scripture. And God saw it was good. 
I was struck not just by your reiteration that creation is indeed good, but that being human is also good. And not just good, but to be enjoyed, delighted in. I hadn't really thought that Jesus seems to have been a joyful individual. So why have many parts of the church adopted a degree of disdain for the world and the body? Is this in large part down to Augustine, the dreadful doctrine of original sin and its transmission through intercourse? Does this still need to be actively countered? Yes. Uh, he says, where I found myself... <laughs> Sorry, You're just should... answering the no. thing yeah. straight away, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. <laughs> he said, where I found myself less in agreement with Nick, and apologies if I've misinterpreted him here, was in phrases such as coming down to be a man and Jesus decided to come here, as if describing a journey from one location to another. I know that language is limiting, but this gives an impress impression, to me at least, of Jesus somehow pre-existing somewhere in heaven and then coming down to earth. I can see how that would have seemed quite reasonable in an earlier time, but I don't think it really holds today. Here is so often I turn to Richard Raw for help and who in this year's meditations on incarnation had this to offer. And he quotes, um, he quotes Raw here, he says, We daringly believe that God's presence was poured into a single human being so that humanity and divinity can be seen to be operating as one in him and therefore in us. But instead of saying that God came into the world through Jesus, maybe it would be better to say that Jesus came out of an already Christ-soaked world. The second incarnation flowed out of the first, out of God's loving union with physical creation. Well, he says, this, I think, is a more profound take on my own view of Jesus as one in whom the nature of God was fully expressed. I realise that neither of these touches on the Trinity and the relationship inherent there. And I'm sure that Richard Raw has much to say there, as you will and Nick. But that would probably be way too much for a single email. Anyway, he says, thanks again for the stimulation of mind and the fellowship offered through the podcast Every blessing to you both in 2023. Thank you very much indeed, Peter. Well, I mean, firstly, don't we have some amazing listeners, really? Well, we do, <laughs> yes. No I doubt mean, about that. Thank, thank heavens for that. Um, I think, oh gosh, there's lots in there. I think mm. he's absolutely right. I mean, for me, you know, I was... I, there's so much thinking that I need to do still, I think, about the incarnation mm. growing out of, of uh, reflecting the end of last year. Um, and I think it's an example of how you use phrases that are just embedded in you. Yeah. That just, you know, he came down from to earth from heaven, mm. you know, is, is a carol phrase that actually is completely wrong mm. uh, in that <laughs> sense. I think So I think Peter's exactly right. I'm really grateful for him pointing this out because I think it's... It's you know I don't think I was thinking, um, yeah, you know in that detail about those phrases, but but he's he's right to to talk about it as as physically moving from one mm. space to the other isn't isn't really right. Um, I would want to probably go away and think about the world as an incarnate object mm. or an incarnate place. I think there's some issues with that. That I think it feels right, but I don't know how you feel mm. about it. It feels right, but I but I think there's some there's some obvious issues with that as well. Um, but I think it's it's about the, whatever language you use around this, whether it's received language that you've you've grown up with or whether it's stuff that you think about for yourself, is always going to be limiting. I, I read a very interesting blog post on um, uh, the relationship between language and incarnation. Right. And the same way as the minute we try to use language about God, to, 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 to put God mm. into that sort of frame, it's limiting by its very nature. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and that's the whole apophatic thing that we've talked about yes, before. Yes, indeed. But 
But nevertheless, it's really important because it's the only way you get access to it. You know, you, 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 the only the, the way we get access to God, one of the ways we get access to God is through the, the figure of Jesus. And of course, with all the limitations that that involves. So so I think, you know, language is limiting just as becoming a human, being shaped into a human is, is limiting. But I, yeah, really profound thought. And thank you very much. It is good. And, and I think that's I think that's the point, isn't it, about a podcast like this? We're sort of constantly raking over the language we've received and asking ourselves, you know, does this seem right to us anymore? Because not only has our thinking changed, but language has changed so much mm. as well. It changes, mm. you know, seemingly quite frequently. So we're constantly needing to find new language to say the same old things, as well as perhaps to say some things totally different. And, and we've said it before, you know, I've, I've reflected before and going into churches where, where the worship leader or, you know, mm. the first, first banjo player says, um, you know, we welcome you, Lord Jesus. And I've said before, yeah. you know, what a silly phrase that is, as if he's not already there. Yeah. As if, you know, somehow he, he was waiting outside until the intro was made. <laughs> he, he loves the song, though. Um, so I understand all that. And yet, obviously, yeah. when you, you know, when you use the language of, Christ, of Christmas carols and that, that phrase, you know, he came down to earth from heaven, yeah. who was king and lord of all. Well, it's just not true. He was already, yeah, you know, he exactly. was shaped into something. He was almost spoken into being mm. as the word. And so I, it's just very, very helpful and so much to think about, I think, out of that. Well, no doubt we will reflect more on it in our Christmas edition in June. <laughs> oh, yeah, the the <laughs> traditional. Well, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, anyway, thank you very much, Peter. And uh, that's really helpful. Um, so we'll come back to that, no doubt, as you say, in, in future episodes. Uh, and if you have any thoughts on, on um, anything like that, please do send us in if you can help us out. Mm. We're very grateful. Mm. Um, you know, never presume that we've actually thought deeply about what we say before we say it, <laughs> no, obviously. Please don't. <laughs> I'm sure that nobody has fallen into that <laughs> trap, but, you know... Um, <laughs> So, listen, let's talk about um, last year. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how it went. And because uh, we haven't really seen each other since then. I, You know, you kindly invited me down, but I, I um, Flatly wisely refused. refused. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit difficult at this time. Um, but, um, yeah. you know, last year, let's talk about last year. And, and we're going to think about uh, Well, you very helpfully provided some some questions here. You know, what have been the gifts and what have been hard? And I think those are really good things to think yeah. about. So uh, let me let me start off with you. You know what what have been the gifts for you this year, and and what's what's been hard? Uh, yeah, well, I think I'm always grateful to get to a, an end of a year and just go, you know, for the basics. You know, hot water, something I won't yes, take for granted yes. because the, yeah, the oh, yeah. <laughs> that went in the blink. You know, but seriously, I think you should remember how great that is. Uh, but provision, generally, in, in in all that that means, you know. To have enough money to buy food and not to, you know, to need a food bank, for example. Mm. Um, I think there's yeah, just provision and we're so grateful for that. And I think, again, just dealing with our Ukrainian friends has been so humbling and helpful mm. uh, for, for just helping us to see not just what they haven't got, but making us very aware of all that we have got, really, and take for granted much of the time. So provision... Friends and family, as always, I'm so grateful for, um, you know, my grown up kids who are beautiful 
people. Friends, I think I could probably do with better quality friends now I think about it. Um, mm, yeah, no, but, I, you know, likewise, yeah. Such as really. such as they are, I'm grateful. I think the podcast. I mean, I mean, a, a very very big shout out to our wonderful listeners. Um, that's been really encouraging. I like how it's changed. Um, Ozzy Ann made a comment about the Christmas service. She wrote a lovely uh, letter in with some links to different things. She said, uh, uh, I, she says, I feel like I found my tribe. Mm. <laughs> and, and that was very lovely. And, and, and I feel similar in a way. It's lovely to have this space that is open and we can just, you know, share without fear of being shouted down and uh, we can disagree uh, lovingly-ish. Um, and that's lovely. So I've really been grateful for the podcast and um, and everyone's kindness and generosity to us. That's just lovely. And I think um, just the faith shift that's going on has been good. I'll say more about that maybe under under themes. But uh, yeah, okay. yeah, I think, I think I'm feeling good about that. Um, in terms of what's been hard, definitely the whole death grief yeah. thing yeah. has overshadowed the, I would say, the latter part of the year, the last six months. That's been constantly buzzing around and um yeah mm. and still is a bit so mm. yeah that's what's been going on how how about you though what's what for you has been the gift of and the gifts in the last year yeah well firstly i think these are great questions you mm. know i, I think mm. the i've never sat down really at the end of a year and thought what are the gifts mm. what has it bought me and and, you know, I haven't actually managed to give it a lot of thought today because I've been quite busy since mm-hmm. since going back to work. But what struck me straight away was that the, both the gifts and the hardships are linked. They're not necessarily separate. You know, that the, the, yeah. the, I think some of the greatest gifts I was given this year have also been through some of the absolute crappiest moments mm. and and times that I just never wanted to see happen. Right. Yeah, well, you're going to have to give illustrations of that, obvs. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the thing that dominated us, so many listeners will be aware of earlier in the year, is the death of one of my very good friends. Mm. And, yeah, it was an amazing time of closeness with, with, with God, seen through him. You know, he, he, yeah. he felt held by God throughout it. And so there was, a, there was a, this immense sort of holiness wow. to the experience now, now I know that's unusual. You know, I know that so much of death isn't like that, and and yeah. you know, I, and one one is always hesitant talking about yeah. uh, singular experiences and sort of drawing out yeah. you know generalizations from them. No, but sure. but it felt precious. It felt mm. like in you know, every time I went to see him, it felt like holy ground, and the ground only got holier actually mm, as it got harder. Wow. Um, and and even now, just thinking about it, I'm aware that. That that is a gift that I haven't really wanted to go back and unpack, and I need to perhaps sort of think about that. Um, so you know, I think I think also is looking at you know your list or thinking about your list was actually I feel very similar. Actually, you know, maybe we have been working together for far too long, Joe. I don't know. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, it has been a depressing long time. But uh, you know, um, provision just the fact that you get. To a point yeah. where you think I can I can pay the bills and I can have the oh, heating, yeah. And uh, what a thing that is really nowadays. And um, I saw this in the I was talking about the Stanley Tucci uh, program. Yeah, yeah. The, the only one I've watched the first episode of it. He goes to Naples, yeah. and they have a thing where they buy uh, I can't remember. Is it suspended 
it goes with a police officer to a coffee stall and they buy th there's only two of them and he buys three coffees and 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 Stanley can't work out what's going on but what it is the third coffee he just pays for it it's not dished out and it's going to be given yeah. to anybody who comes along who needs a coffee who can't afford to pay for it that's so brilliant love that what a thing you know and yeah. I think that's one of the things I want to see you know I'd like to to have the strength to do myself a bit more next year is to make sure I can give those gifts and 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 to 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 be more sort of practically as it were grateful for for what I got so the provision of time I loved I've loved England this year I've been mm. on holiday to England and and I, I I think we don't often appreciate what is on our doorstep yeah whether sure. wherever we are in the world yeah. um and I've been to a few places one one weekend earlier in the year we went down to a place that's only about 40 minutes from us. And you never go that far mm. normally. You, you, you either go to somewhere like 10 or 15 minutes and get out and have a walk around there, or you go much further. Yeah. But you don't go to the mid-range ones. Okay. And, um, <laughs> and so it was really near, and I never knew it. And it's stunning. It was amazing. Wow. It was beautiful. Um, so that's been a real gift to see my country and to see the history of it and to, you know... To share times with people like you, showing you churches, that has been... Yeah, well, I know I, I didn't include... I didn't think churches were included on your list of gratitude. No, it's <laughs> more just seeing seeing them with you is always a moment of joy. <laughs> it just irritates you so much. Um, I've enjoyed work, bits of work, and I've, I yeah. feel, you know, that, That's good. that bits have gone very well. And bits have also been extremely frustrating and hard, which I don't want need to rehearse here. But, but again, I think that's a gift. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that if you find some parts, particularly in what I do, which is could be termed loosely creative work, mm -hmm. you know, there's a frustration there because you know what you want to achieve and you can't quite mm -hmm. get there. And you think that actually, maybe that vision is a bit of a gift, mm -hmm. uh, and I need it would help me to see it that way rather than to see it in terms of a you know, just a pain and a stumbling block that actually there's something there to, to, to reach for. And the final gift I think that I've got this year is, is, is getting older. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Do you know what? I just think, and it's, it sums up what we were talking about, about that hardships are also a gift, because mm. actually there are lots of pains about getting older, literal pains yes, about indeed. getting older. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I cannot get up in the morning without some bit aching. You know, that just <laughs> never happens. But actually, I, I quite like it as well. I like the liberation that comes with getting yeah. older. What specifically? Well, I genuinely don't give a toss. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's great. <laughs> what people think. I genuinely no. have got... I feel I have got to that point where, in terms of just what people think about me, or yeah. that, I can't be sure. asked anymore. I really no. can't. You know, I, I because I can't control it anyway. No. You know, um, and and... You know, and it doesn't, in a sense, I'm beyond it now. It doesn't matter, really, because <laughs> the career is not on an upward trajectory, let's be honest. No. So it doesn't much matter. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just think there's a liberation with getting older that, that, that really helps you. And I want to talk about this more when we come to the themes next week, you know, to talk about where I think that, that might mm. be sort of mm. leading me. Great. So that's what I mean about gifts have two yeah. sides to them, because nobody really wants to get older. But actually, it can be quite freeing, I think. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to enjoy that really. Those, yeah. those are what I thought yeah. of when you asked that question. Yeah. And 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 what's been hard? Same thing. Death. Mm. You know. Yes, um, indeed. Yeah. Grief, and that 
I suppose the sense, I wonder whether this is the story that will ha- increase for us from now on. That you know, As you get to a certain yeah. age, you yeah. know, illness and things happen. You go to, to more funerals. Just, you yeah, do. yeah, yeah. You, you know. Yeah. So, you know, the, I think that 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 could be harder. Um, well, it will be. It will be harder, I think. But, um, yeah, you know, other things that I've lived with for years of, uh, you know, anxiety and stuff like that, they, they, they remain there. But I think I'm slightly more balanced mm. about dealing with them now. Thank you. So, look, shall we shall we just quickly review the themes? Yeah, should we see what we did? So I, I can't actually remember what your theme was. Well, do you know, I, I can't really because I I think I didn't define it as clearly as yours. Yours was lovely and easy to remember. Sort it out. S- sort it that out. That was good. Whereas mine was, mine was around serenity. And, mm. you, you know, I've been sitting with this um, prayer of serenity all year uh, long. So I suppose the only question is, do I have a g- greater peace um and maybe confidence in things you know that it seems to me that might be perhaps should be one of the outcomes and i think to some extent uh, that would that would be true probably not as much as i'd want but i i definitely feel like i was saying just more comfortable with what i believe and what i don't believe um right. you know like comfortable with mystery not needing to know mm. everything you know i do believe in God. That's where I'd finish the creed, I think. I believe in God, full stop. Um, <laughs> Is that it? I think that's, I think that's, you know. It's I, easy I, to remember, I know, suppose, I, you know. I was out on a walk and I was thinking about if I didn't grow up in a Christian tradition, I was, I'm very grateful for the Christian tradition that I grew mm. up in and for the people who told me that Jesus died for my sins and who introduced me to the whole, you know, opened me up to the, to, to the, to the spiritual journey and everything it's great but i was thinking if i hadn't known that would i still believe in god i think yes right and what would i know about god if i hadn't had any christian information or muslim Mm. information or any you know if i just had my own senses and i i think i would still know that god is and i would still feel connected through somehow to the cosmos i think right. i would to nature to the world to people to animals to to all things so but that's probably as far as i would get right but i think i would know those things but I, and i'm comfortable with that um i'm comfortable with as we started to explore and you know we'll talk more about i'm 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 comfortable with the idea that there's no bigger purpose in my life than perhaps love that's mm. not, do you know, no huge master plan. I think I've spent my life searching for that. I think I've, I've always thought I'm going to be so fulfilled when I'm actually, you know, A or B, minister of a church or whatever, yes. successful yes. podcast host. <laughs> oh, we'll give up on That's that That's never going to happen. Really? For on. sure. No, but, you know, that, that when I find the <laughs> thing, I'm going to feel this immense sense of personal... I don't think that's how, maybe that's how it works for some people and maybe that's their path but it's not my path um and i'm feeling far more comfortable with that nowadays mm, mm. and and just losing the need to convert anyone else now but you know this idea of just sharing the good life okay in the broadest terms the good meaning you know who who knows what good is well jesus knows what good is um so i i feel like there's been these sort of slow transitions and actually a review point at the end of the year gives me an opportunity to go, 
Oh yeah, we, looking back, I actually have done a journey. I have walked up a hill or I have mm, mm. got so far. So, so that's just initial thinking around how that theme has gone, really. And I think it's connected to it. I, I think, as I recall, it wasn't, um, it, 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 the original theme was something different. And then you had an epiphany. You had one of your, you've had several of them this year. I did, I did. Uh, all on the pier. Uh, <laughs> Mostly on the pier. Yeah. And so I think that two things about that. One, one is, you know, that's obviously changed things for you and, 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 yeah. and changed the aspect of it. Um, the other is, you know, maybe that is of God, you know, in the sense that yeah. it was given to you. It was, un, it was unexpected and it came yeah. in. And, and, and therefore, I think that's rather sort of um, wonderful, really, in a way. Yeah, I think I think, you know, God creates anxiety. Once you believe there is a God or a divine or whatever you want to call it, then then you want to get it right. You want to know. Yeah. yeah. And you want to, you know, and so that can create a bit of anxiety. But I, I suppose looking back, I, I'm not anxious. I know God, but I don't know God. I I, I sense God's presence, but sometimes I don't. It's like. Mm. I don't mind that now. And I'm not anxious and I'm not blaming myself all the time. That's my fault because I'm not spiritual enough and I don't pray enough or I don't read the Bible or whatever the sort of burdens I shackled myself with. They don't seem to be there anymore. And mm. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. How does that work, though, with maybe the idea of discovery or finding out more? Do you think there's a danger of just sort of settling or complacency in terms of just, well... This is it, you know, I'm going to... Or are you happy with that, I, I suppose? I'm sure there is a danger of complacency. But but some things I can't do anything about. I can't decide whether I'm going to have a profoundly deep experience of God today. I might or I might not. But I do know what my job is today. Mm. The focus has shifted. Um, and my, my job is to love people today. So... I'm not going to waste so much time sort of going, oh, I need to pray more, oh, I need to do this more, I need to do that so that I feel this deep sense of connection. For I don't think I can chase that stuff. I mean, I might still. I might go on a retreat and have expectations of a really profound moment, but, I, you know, I'm not in charge of those outcomes. I think what I can do is do what I'm here to do. So, so I feel quite. I feel quite peaceful about that. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much going on a retreat as every time you go on the pier you've got to look out for it I think <laughs> yeah um, exactly yeah. I, I suppose it's I, yeah. I'm just it, there's a couple of things I'm interested in one is that is that yes I tot I sort of buy into that whole mystery thing mm. and I think we spend an awful lot of our lives funnily enough trying to demystify the faith um, you know growing up in the, the sort of evangelical world the big enemies were the were the so-called demystifiers the ones who sort of took the wonder out the miracles and all that kind of stuff yeah i think sometimes we did exactly the same thing you know in trying to sort of cross every t and dot every i and say this is exactly how it works and it it, it, it never made much sense but the the danger of that is to go to the other extreme so well i'll never understand any of it so you know i'll just sort of sit back and and yeah, maybe. I think that I, I, I don't I say danger. I'm not sure because I, I think if you've got an open heart to sort of reflection and prayer and all that kind of stuff, then then frankly, epiphanies are going to come your way. Yeah, I think so. Well, they have this year. <laughs> yeah, well, they have. You've been epiffed on several times. Um, you know, so this that that joke is 
I would say it's not it's going should... to get old from my point of no, view. No, no, it's not mine. It's, it may well from the listener's point of view, but it's not. You know, <laughs> so um, one wants to accept mystery, but not just sort of use that as an excuse, maybe not to talk about things or or to. Yeah, I sure. Anyway. Sure, I hear you. Anyway, let's. That's enough about me. Let me. No, but I've got see. one more thing to ask you, which oh, I want you to reflect. I on. No, I do, which okay. I want to reflect on going forward, not, not to answer now. Yeah. But your your creed, you yeah. know, um, what was it? Got something about God? I forgot. Yeah, God is. That'll do. God is. It's got it down you know, to two words. It's sort of. I, I I think then what role does the Christian bit play for you in that case. I think that's worth pondering on and thinking maybe we'll come back to that. Yeah. Because, you know, you any theist or whatever could, could sign up to that. Yeah. But I'm I'm interested in what does Christianity mean to you now, therefore. Do you know what? I'm, I'm quite interested in that question as well. So we will come back to it and think about it. There's a few episodes sorted <laughs> yeah. out straight away. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Anyway, thank you for that honesty. That was great. No, no, really, that's good. really helpful. Okay, so so you you've had a, a year of sort it out. That's yeah. been the sort of background theme. To what extent has it been sorted out? Well, I think um, a lot of things did get sorted out, mm. but they weren't necessarily the things that I was expecting to no. get sorted out. So a lot of almost practical things got sorted out for me in terms of, you know, my uh, future and finance and things like that. And because I'm at a certain pensionable age and all that. And I, I've always run away from that. I don't like any of that. I don't like mm. figures and stuff like that. Mm. Maybe I should have studied maths till I was 18. Yeah, that, that would have helped. That would have really helped. <laughs> but I don't like that because it's never been good news. No. So I've never, never wanted to go near it. But I sort of summoned up on my courage and, and and did that so a lot of things got sorted out on that and a lot of things got sorted out on my work in terms of roles and responsibilities mm. and things going forward i think what didn't get sorted out was my spiritual life to some extent and i still think that needs to be looked at what do you mean by your spiritual life i don't i'm not sure i even understand the terms of that so. right okay i suppose i mean the practices that i used to do mm that I don't do now. Okay. And that have not actually been replaced by anything better. Okay. And you can look at that, whether that's Bible reading or prayer or, mm. you know, um, journaling. I used to journal every day and I sort yeah. of stopped in, in, in... When my friend died, I kind of stopped and I haven't really taken that back up and I feel like I need to now mm. because I think that's a key point for reflection for me. So I think... I think maybe I was asking the wrong question in a way, you know, because I think the idea I've always been kind of lured by the idea that somehow you could sort mm. that bit out mm. and that once you it's a bit like you're saying about purpose. Once you'd sorted that out, then you yeah. would be a saint. Everything really. would fall into place. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that I would finally be the super monk that I would was already yeah. destined to be, albeit a married <laughs> one. And therefore the whole chastity thing wasn't going to go well. But, you know, that that. that <laughs> Maybe I'm just still trapped in that wrong way of thinking that if if I could find that if I could get all this sorted, then it would it would work. Yeah, I wonder that. I mean, I'm hearing you say two things. One, you have become a lazy. <laughs> um, my, only in some areas. If I may put it say. that way. But... Well, you have put it that way, and I'm going to have to bongo there. But you know. But two. I, yeah, I I think you're right to ask 
to ask the question I asked, what do you even mean by that? Because yeah. I, I'm not sure that old language about the spiritual life, like it's somehow different to the rest of life. Is that helpful anymore, honestly? No, I don't. I, you know, I think it's the tension again about sort of trying to accept um, a sort of uh, looseness to it, if you like, and not sit too heavily on it, not turn it into a thing to beat yourself up with. But also understanding that actually it is quite a good thing to do some of this stuff. You know, that it's not a bad thing. Yeah. I, I can hear your fear that we just become so laissez-faire that we sort of don't care anymore, like it doesn't yeah. matter. And, I, and I'm not saying that. I, I think... Mm, I wonder if you... You know, for example, you're more comfortable in who you are as a writer. That's one of the things you sort of alluded to as time goes on. I think that might be sorting out your spiritual life. I think maybe the move for you in many ways is a part of sorting out mm, your spirit. Definitely so, that, yeah. So, so everything's so joined. I know what you're getting at. I know you're, you're probably talking about prayer and, and the sort of practices around becoming more patient and kind mm, and loving and, mm. and all those sort of things. But, but yeah, there's, there's, there's things to think on here and about the language we're using here and, and what drilling down as to what it really means. Because I think what I was saying to you, my thing was about, you know, that feeling of I'm going to have such a such a purposeful, fulfilling life when and if I find that great purpose. And I think the same applies to the so-called spiritual life. And I'm doing the inverted commas sign <laughs> because in case you wondered, uh, because I, I, I think that that language can also suffer the same trap of thinking, I'm going to crack it one day. I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm so going to know prayer and be so peaceful and, you know, write books about prayer and how to be transformed by prayer and how to be walking in love and grace. And when people are angry with me, I just love them right on back. And I do all those. And I don't think that life exists, if I'm honest. Call me faithless. No, I think you might be right. And, and the thing is, the one area of my life that does not feel at all sorted out is my future as a writer. And what I want to be doing or how I want to be writing. And I, I feel I am getting somewhere with it. But I think that sorting it out in that sense was like breaking it. It mm. had to be sort of shattered and then I have to rebuild it. And it's taken much longer than I thought. And that might well be a good thing and a necessary thing. I think probably by the year end, I'm more comfortable with it being a necessary thing than I was sort of halfway through. I was very frustrated with it. Um so, yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I've always had this thing and I think I've fallen back into it. The, you, you know, the idea of rule of life. You always have to, if I can get a great rule of yeah. life, then I will yeah. be sorted. That's all I really need, yeah. you know. And ultimately, actually, that doesn't solve everything. No. Um, it can help, but it, it doesn't really solve everything. No. Um, so you've got, to li you've got to live in that tension, I think, really. I think that's absolutely right. That's great. It is tension. Listen, this has been quite an indulgent episode. So mm. apologies if you haven't <laughs> stayed with it. But <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. And you know now that this podcast is about just journeying with you all. I would love to hear from you. What do you think about this stuff? How do you live in the tension of these, you know, old ways of thinking about things and the new ways of thinking? What are your themes for the year? How did you do with your themes last year? If we would love to share some of those, if you could write succinct emails on those things, that'd be even better. And then we could share lots of them. So um, do write in to joe at 
crisis.org. We'd really love to hear what you're, how you're responding to these things and whether those questions are helpful for you. You know, what have been the gifts for you in the last year and what's been really hard for you in the last year? You might want to dwell upon those things a bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'd, yes, it has been sort of largely Joe and Nick based. This one. <laughs> Sorry about that. On the other hand, they are they are probably the only two things we know anything about to any depth. So, you know. Um, but yeah, do write in. And we're so grateful for people who have written in. Uh, we're very grateful for people who support us. That's been tremendous. And um, yeah. we will be back with you next week when we'll explain a bit more about the whole themes thing. And we'll Ooh. think about our themes for next year. We will indeed. Bless you all. Thank you so much. <laughs>